What's going on, guys? I'm Enrique Pinheiro, and welcome back to the Hawk Show Talk Show, a Seattle Seahawks podcast. You can find me on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. In today's episode, I'm going to be interviewing Seahawks Kingdom, the ever-so-popular Instagram account. And also, I'd like to quickly note a uh, change of scenery or a lack of scenery. I haven't been able to be in my studio lately. That's why uh, we're doing this one audio only. But still, it's going to be great, and we got a, a great guest here. Thank you so much for being on here, Kingdom. Thanks for having me. All right, so we're going to do some general interview questions and then uh, dive into the draft because that today's Wednesday, it starts on Friday. I mean, it starts on Thursday, sorry. And it's going to be exciting even if uh, we only have three picks right now. Anyways, so Kingdom, I know you live on the East Coast. How'd you get into the Seahawks? Like, how'd you become a Seahawks fan? Um, well, I have a lot of family um, in the Washington area, first off. But um my earliest memory of just football in general is I remember when I was like maybe seven, um, I, I was watching one of the, um, just, I remember one of the Seahawks games being on TV and, uh, ever since then, I've just kind of been, been, been with them, I guess. And, uh, I, you know, love the fan base and I'm, I'm happy with my choice, I guess. Awesome. I love it. Uh, I, I think there's always like that first time you see football like, I remember even though I, I live in the Seattle area, I watched like, I think it was a Vikings game and I really liked them for like a week until then I started following the Seahawks just because it was like the first game I watched. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then uh, your, uh, your Instagram account, super popular, super great. What do you think nice. makes your account so great? Like, cause people love you. Like, I, I think you're the number one followers, maybe at Seattle Seahawks has more, but still like, if you ask people, everybody loves you. What do you think makes you so great? Uh, thanks. First off, I appreciate it. Um, well, I just, um, I think I put a lot of work into it. I'm, I'm on the account most of my day, whenever I get time. Um, I try to answer as many, you know, DMs as I can. I'm active. I'm always posting on my story. Um, and I just, I think I just, you know, I love the Seahawks and I'm, I'm relatively knowledgeable about them, which, which helps. And, um, you know, I just put my best foot forward and, and try to, you know, make the best account I can, you know? Yes, and uh, you mentioned the story updates. I love them. That's probably what, like, really put me forward to, like, be so knowledgeable in the Seahawks where I guess I can have this uh, this show about it because I was always a Seahawks fan, but uh, your story updates, like, uh, the tweets or just even if it's your opinion, especially with press conference stuff because, honestly, I don't watch all the press conferences. It helps a ton, mm -hmm. so thank you for that. And that's probably why, like, you're so informative and also you're really quick with news too. Thank you. I try my best. And, and, and you do the best. Uh, with, with the Seahawks, it's kind of a generic question. Who's your favorite Seahawk currently? And then who's your favorite Seahawk all time? Well, my favorite Seahawk currently is the same as my all time, Russell Wilson. I mean, he's just done so much for the team and, and it's just so fun to watch. But if I mean, if I had to be a little different, um, well, Russell will definitely just be my favorite all time. But uh, Cam comes pretty close. I love I love Bam Bam Cam. Um, I'm really sad he had to you know, retire to do the 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 neck injury. But uh, always you know, a hard hitter, and he was just so fun to watch. And he never really, I mean, a lot of you know the LOB kind of had some form of bad blood um, in their in their ending in Seattle. And Cam was always just respectful and and loved the team and the area and stuff. Um, and then as for now, other than Russ. Probably DK or Jamal are my favorites, just because they're they're young and exciting, and uh, 
I think they're probably our you know, our best players of the future that um can really you know be long term pieces for us that have the ability to you know obviously Jamal and actually and DK were, were all pro players last year um and they could continue that for a very long time. Yeah, DK is definitely my current favorite. He's it's him or Cam for all time for me too. Uh, I was watching the Panthers divisional, the one we won. Uh, oh yeah, I like. <laughs> Two nights ago, I believe, and even though Cam like played, like, he it was like the best game of his career. He had the pick six. He uh, he that's the game where he jumped over the uh, for the field goal blocks, and yeah, especially a great game. And like even though I'm watching that, I'm like not literally tearing up, but like I'm getting like emotional because like even though it's amazing to watch, it's just so sad because I feel like you're right. First off, Earl like yeah. I still miss Earl, but like I don't really care anymore. He's kind of I don't know. Yeah, uh, he's I don't know I don't know what what the hell happened to him. He just kind of <laughs> fell off the face of the earth. And now it's like his Instagram feed, he always seems like kind of confused and he's not, not in the football that much. I don't know. And then Sherm, I really still want Sherman back, still a free agent. Uh, yeah. but like, it's just annoying that he left. Cam never never did anything like that. And I just feel like we were robbed, but luckily he got a ring, which makes me happy. Yeah. The, I got to say, like, maybe one of the saddest days of my life. I remember, like, March 12th, 2017, you know, Sherman, we cut, we cut Sherman. We traded Bennett. Um, and I was like, that was the day I was like, wow, this, this is really, this is really happening. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, I, I still get really sad whenever I think about the LOB and I mean, I feel like Sherman is, I feel like Sherman is, is su- super interesting because I feel like it's kind of like you hate him and then you love him and then, you know, he signs the Niners, you hate him. But then after like a year, you kind of get over it. And I, I, I feel like most Yolks fans feel the same way where like you, you love him and then you hate him and it, it, you, just, you can't help but love him. I know, and uh, Sherman was such like. I remember when, like, when I was picking out jerseys because my birthday is February fifth, so two five, and I picked Sherman on my birthday to get a jersey. I was like, oh, I got to get a player who I know won't leave, so I got Sherman. <laughs> uh, and then, and then, even though we cut him, still it was his decision to kind of leave because we wanted the pay cut, which I kind of expected did not work out. And yeah, that offseason was a train wreck. I because we missed the playoffs. Then we lose Sherman, Cam, Payroll, Michael Bennett, Jimmy Graham, Paul Richardson. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. Oh Luckily, dude, and then the next season was kind of fun. We made the play. Lost to the Cowboys. Yeah. I, I was shocked that we did. I remember everyone had us going 4-12. and 12. I remember that. <laughs> but um, actually, I my first Seahawks jersey was Richard Sherman. Um, and it's like half my size now. But um, <laughs> I, I, it's in the corner of my room, and it's just uh, – it's uh it's i remember that i i wanted to you know got you know i was so mad when he left and you know you kind of want you want you want to throw it out but you know you love the player too much and i'm very glad i didn't because it's just it's nice whenever i look in the corner of my room and i just i, I rem, reminded of you know the lob days but um you know we're, i think we're we're uh, looking upward in the future for the seahawks oh yeah and with our, our team i think it's kind of underrated how young we are other than bobby and russ i'd say and KJ, if he comes back, uh, our team is very young. Uh, yeah. and I'm excited. Also, with Sherman, you're kind of saying it. I feel like he was just seen as way cooler on the Seahawks. Like he hasn't really been like talking shit and like as cool as he on the Niners as he was uh, for us. So I think yeah, he's missing less. And also with LOB, uh, it being sad, but at least we got a ring because like you look at the Steelers, uh, AB and Bell and Ben, and they didn't get a ring. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. crazy. Uh, I'm sorry. Keep going. Well, yeah, well, there's just, yeah, there's a lot of teams that just 
had amazing players and just never got a ring, but that's not really anything else to add to that. You, you can go. Uh, you said Russell is your favorite player. And I know you like, you still address it and like everyone's kind of freaking out, but like, were you like deep down freaking out even more with the trade rumors? Cause like, I know at first it was like, Oh, it's not going to happen. But then you see Russell name four teams and you're like, Oh, I don't know. Like what were, what were you going through? Yeah, actually I would, it's the same thing for me every off season, you know, they, you know, the, the drama comes up and that, I mean, I was, I remember I was pretty scared when, you know, he had to sign his con when he set the April 5th, I think it was April 15th uh, contract extension deadline when he was wanted that new contract a few years ago. That was mm -hmm. pretty scary. But other than that, I felt like everything was just kind of, you know, drummed up by the media, get a story, um, you know, off season bores and stuff like that. But, uh, and I felt the same way this year um, until the report, you know, there, yeah, Adam Schefter report came out that, you know, he listed the four, four teams and basically said, you know, oh yeah, I love you guys, but you know, these are four guys I would also be totally fine with being, but yeah. So I, that, that was de definitely, there were definitely a lot of many, many weeks where I was kind of either leaning towards the yeah, guys probably going to get traded or, or just, you know, just panicked about that. Although I'm glad it's kind of, you know, the second the Bears signed Andy Dalton, it kind of just faded away. And, um, you know, he's going to, you know, I think John Schneider said in his press conference today, he kind of committed, his, you know, towards the future. He said, he, you know, he's been here a long time. I think he'll be here a long time. And, you know, they never actually considered trading him, even though they did have conversations with other teams. But none of it was ever negotiating and stuff like that. Yeah, I saw that update today, uh, and that made me feel better. And with with uh, like the past the media, because I always, I tend to blame Pete on most of it because I, I think Pete's made a lot of questionable decisions. I, I don't really care about Super Bowl 49 like, anymore, but I think Pete's been uh, a little too high crazed past couple seasons. Uh, so I usually blame him. And then Russell winning in the four teams, I kind of, I questioned myself. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The same way. Uh. This is kind of a weird question. Are there any Seahawks, any current or like the past couple of seasons that you think weren't big names, but you loved? Like, for example, I used to love JD McKissick or right now I love Marquise Blair. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, Marquise Blair was definitely one of them. I, I, I was a massive Marquise Blair believer. Um, I wanted him to start over McDougal back in 2019. Um, and I thought it was the next big thing. Of course, you know, Traded for Jamal, so that's not really. I mean, man, we'll see what happens this year. Um, him, uh, definitely. I feel like a lot of Seahawks fans hated Jimmy Graham because you know we, we spent so much on him. And obviously, if I could turn back that trade and keep Max Unger, I would. Um, but I always loved Jimmy Graham. I thought he was ex an exciting player, and especially that that twenty it was a twenty seventeen season um, where he had his best season as a Seahawk. That that was a really fun season. Um, I liked. Um, I liked Paul Richardson a lot too. I think P. Rich was was fun and exciting. And again, that twenty that twenty seventeen season was a very good season for you know, underrated players. And I think uh, it's uh, unfortunate. You know, I, he's I think he's a free agent right now. He didn't play last year, um, but at least he got a big payday in Washington. But um, you know, I was I was very happy when we re-signed him last year, and it's unfortunate it didn't work out. But uh, yeah, P. Rich and Jimmy. Graham are definitely two guys that I always love that I feel like didn't get enough appreciation. Dude, you literally read my mind. I always tell people that that 2017 season, that and the 2019 season are my favorite seasons. Uh, actually, I don't know, probably the 2013, but of like recent memory. 
Uh, and yeah. Jimmy Graham, I totally agree. I think he gets a lot of hate because I remember he, he dropped a lot of open passes. But I remember that 2017 season, especially at the goal line, we would just like throw it up and he'd always get it. He had like yeah. 10 touchdowns or whatever. Uh, and also you were saying he like brought energy. I remember when him and when Cam would come out of the tunnel, it was like nothing else. Like like Jimmy would just be yeah. like jumping. And now we don't have either of them, but uh, it's okay. I thought Jimmy was going to get cut this year because the Bears have Polka Met and also like in that wild card game, he scored the touchdown and then he just ran off the field without saying hi to anyone. Uh, so yeah. I thought he would get cut and maybe we'd look at him, even though it's kind of a long shot. Uh, but I don't know. Yeah, I miss Jimmy Graham too. Is, is he still with the Bears? I don't know. Yeah. Is he? Wow. Yeah. I totally thought he was going to get cut. I don't know how he's – I don't know. But, yeah, he's still in the Bears. Oh. Yeah, I mean, I remember when – I remember actually, I remember I was pissed off when because he um he signed with the Packers when, when he left us in free agency. And, obviously, I mean, I think – obviously, I hate the 49ers. I hate the Rams. Um, Cardinals never – I never really hated them that much. But, you know, obviously, I don't like them because they're division rival. But yeah. I feel like the Packers – kind of count as a division rival because we play them so much and Aaron Rod- I feel like Aaron Rodgers always gets the best of us except for obviously 2015 um it was a very good year for that but um I hate the Packers <laughs> so I was I was so I was very upset with that I totally agree I actually I hate the Packers way more than I hate the Niners and I think the reason for that is most of my Seahawks like experience like well I've watched them the Niners have been pretty bad so they haven't yeah. annoyed me as much and even in 2019, those two crazy Niners games, even though we lost with like Jacob Hollis with the goal line and Drake Greenlaw or whatever, I still enjoyed that game a ton. I loved that game because Marshawn was in it. Uh, yeah. Oh, I man. I forgot about that. So much. Yeah. I don't I don't like Aaron Rodgers. I, a, a lot of people love Aaron Rodgers. I'm, I I don't know. I mean, I, I obviously don't know him, but he just seems – he comes out of his cocky to me. Uh, I, don't, I don't like him either. I have a friend who's a Seahawks fan but loves Aaron Rodgers, but – I can't stand Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I don't even even I don't even like him off the field. Really, there's some some stuff I don't I don't know. Uh, we can go through these real quick. What's uh just a they're gonna be kind of obvious answers. I feel like too. What's your favorite moment as as a Seahawks fan? Like watching a in game like a play, and then least favorite. Well, my favorite in game play as a Seahawks fan. Hmm. Well, in the 2015. The the I remember the, the game winner that sent us you know to the Super Bowl. Obviously we lost Super Bowl, but that, that play, you know, was very special. Um Jermaine Curtis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was I, I remember just like jumping up and down screaming. Um <laughs> that was that was that was really fun. And what was the what was the second question? least favorite moment but i assume i know what it is oh yeah <laughs> i um whenever i see you know the play i still cringe really hard and i um i i cry a little inside um <laughs> that definitely um yeah another another play that that's that um i mean as for games and th- this isn't really like our glory era but when we lost that playoff game to the cowboys in 2018 that that kind of scarred me because that was just that was, you know, Pete just kept. This isn't a play, but Pete just kept running the ball over and over and over in that game, and I felt like jumping off of a bridge. And I'm very glad things are had changed last year a little <laughs> bit, but we'll see what happens this year. That game and also the Packers game, uh, the Cowboys one traumatized me and made me have a 
like a forever hatred. I never forgave Shaquille Griffin <laughs> after that Packers. I mean, after the Cowboys game. And then Trey Flowers, I forgave him a little more this year because he locked the D-hop in that Thursday night football game. <laughs> but Trey Flowers had one of the worst quarterback games I've ever seen in that, uh, in that Packers game. But Shaquille, I think nobody talked about it. I, I don't even think Shaquille's that good. I was glad. I was very glad that he left. Actually, I'm, I'm really biased against him. Uh, against him? Yeah, like, I don't know. Actually, I think he's good, but I think he's extremely overpaid. Yeah, I mean, I always I always loved Shaquille, and I, I, I defended him as, as much as I could this past year. Um, I think, actually, one of the more underrated moves is not is the, the choice to not pay him so much money, because that would have been – because he was just incredibly inconsistent last year. Um, so I think that was a very, a very underrated move. But uh, I always loved Shaquille, and, and I remember – when we drafted Shaquem, I, I was that was such an awesome moment. Um, and um, you know, I, I'm one actually one play that another of my favorite plays of all time is in that Packers game, Shaquille and Shaquem combining for a sack that on third down, that if our offense could have done anything, would have potentially been you know a game with, like you know the cause for the game, us winning the game. Um, and that that was that was. An amazing play, but um, yeah, definitely favorite play, Jermaine Curse game winner, as well as um that, and then least favorite play would be Malcolm Butler. Yeah, that's all I have to say. For that. Uh, I know. I actually, even though I complain a lot about Shaquille, I love Shaquem. I love the story, and also, even though I remember we started him at his rookie year, like in that Broncos game, and he wasn't that good in coverage or something happened. I forget. Uh, yeah, I loved him off the edge. I remember like. Some when Eagles game, he was like returning a fumble. I uh, went to that game. Yeah. Wait, what'd you that say? That's exciting. I went to that Eagles game. I went to both oh, Eagles games last year, that's actually. Sick. And um, I remember when that play happened. That uh, that was awesome. And uh, actually, I, yeah, and he um, and he had he had his first his first career regular season sack against the Jets this year. Um, yeah. It's actually you know for an East Coast person, I was actually I was very disappointed because. Um, the new, you know, the New York Gi- Giants and Jets Stadium is, cl- is closer to me, is like much closer to me than the um, the Eagles Stadium. And I saw at the, you know, when I was looking at the schedule for this year, I was like, oh, we're playing the Jets and Giants, awesome. One of them's got to be, you know, here where I am, and both of them were in Seattle, which was unfortunate. But uh, uh, yeah, but I, I remember that that Eagles game where Shaquem made that play. That was that was really fun. Also, uh, I want to get into the draft real quick, but just about that Eagles game you went to and also the Packers game, Malik Turner, because Malik Turner caught a flea flicker in that Eagles game. Malik Turner ended our season in that Packers game. I will never forgive him for that. (laughs) I mean, like, I thought he had promise because he, you know, he was kind of developing. He was like a wide receiver for that season. He looked, he looked okay, but oh my God, right in the chest. I know. All right, uh, change the topic. I don't want to talk about Malik anymore. I'll do draft questions now. We can we can do these uh, quicker if you want. Uh, what would you say is our biggest position of need, corner, center, receiver, maybe even linebacker if KJ leaves? What do you think it is? Well, I, I, well, I think it's between – well, because of our scheme, you know, our tight end heavy scheme with uh, Shane Waldron, I don't think it's wide receiver, although it, it's definitely a big need. I think it's probably, like, the more immediate need – might be center because in again with the scheme that Shane Waldron has, you need a mauling run blocking center that can set the tone. And that is 
definitely the opposite of Ethan, of Ethan Postick. You know, he's a pass blocker first, uh, maybe even a lead blocker second, and a run blocker third. He is horrific in 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 run in you know the run game. So I'm pretty terrified for for that this season. Um, like if like uh, John Schneider actually he he raves a little bit about you know how happy he was that we got Ethan back in the press conference today. Mm-hmm. Um. And I would agree if it was our you know, our scheme from last year, because you know he, he fit the scheme pretty well, but he's the op like he's the opposite of a scheme fit in in Waldron's scheme. So center's a pretty big need. I'm although I, I'm more scared of the effect that a bad cornerback group could have on, on us. Cause obviously, I mean that Bills game is was pretty traumatizing last year when they <laughs> basically the first half, they I think they got like 10 yards every play every play basically. And that was horrific obviously you know Dunbar was playing on a basically broken knee um somehow and you know we had who else was DJ on the other side or was I that think it was DJ Reed's like first game yeah yeah well that was his first game that was the first game outside um yeah I think that's it but um I mean he wasn't even terrible that game Dun- Dunbar just gave up so many bad plays and and even Diggs and that was Jamal's first game back after like missing four games that, that was just an ugly game but you know that my point is the 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 effect about cornerback group could have on you is um pretty you know pretty uh devastating um we we signed it up the reason i don't know if we'll you know draft corner first is just because we signed so many guys in free agency to compete you know so obviously i think dj is probably the most proven guy but then you have trey flowers you have um akella witherspoon who i think is, um you know they you know seattle paid him a pretty penny four million guaranteed so I think you know that's probably who they who they want to start. But you know they also you know they also have Trey Flowers. They signed Demarius Randall, who was a safety last year, and moved him back to outside corner to compete there. Then they signed Pierre Desir, um, and I, I think that's it. Uh, I could be could be missing someone, but um, yeah, yeah. Trey Flowers, Pierre Desir, Demarius Randall, and Akala have been all competing for that right cornerback spot. I, I definitely think we will draft a corner at some point, but I think center is probably the bigger immediate need just because of you know we have decent decent depth at, at corner although it's thin in terms of quality but um i'd say center first but corner is very close and then yeah i don't think um linebacker is that i mean i i do think it's a need obviously but it, again um i think we're going to be playing more nickel to, if, if we don't have kj i think we'll be playing a lot of nickel and you know again with as many corners and Safeties as we have, you know, we get Blair in there, Ugo in there, um, even some Ryan Neal on some packages. So I think, like, let's just say Cody Barton is the Sam linebacker this year. He might play instead of like 45% of plays, like, um, you know, like our Sam linebacker usually plays, he might play like, you know, 30, um, which is still, you know, a lot of plays. But again, I don't think it's as big a deal as some, some people are making out to be. But if we get KJ back, I think that's a pretty big deal because he would play much more snaps. Yeah, I'd like to have KJ back, but I've been telling people that I'm more than confident with Bobby Brooks Blair in the middle. Uh, but yeah, I'm going to move on to the next one. Uh, actually, you, you kind of said it. I I think I know the answer. I was going to say, who's your number one draft crush for the first pick? And I think you're going to say Quinn Miners. And am I correct with yes. that? I love Quinn Miners. He is exactly what I mean. He's the, the thing about him is that he's you know from a Division three school, Wisconsin Whitewater and Seattle. I think I actually read that. They've only drafted two players in the past like 10 years that haven't been D1 or something like that. So I'm not sure how likely the pick is, but 
he fits our scheme. He is a mauler. He's dominant. He he just he he engulfs people into his blocks. I mean, he, he his problem is he 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 loves to lunge and he he is really antsy. But if he can fix that, I think he's he could be a really like a. I mean, I don't know if it'd be ideally day one starter, but if he needed to, he could be a center. And while that might be the correct pick, I always assume that the Seahawks will not do that and surprise <laughs> us. Uh, and someone I think that could be picked, and I'm really biased because I'm a Miami Hurricanes fan, is Brevin Jordan. Because uh, you you covered it a little the other day, but I've been talking, I've been thinking this for a while. Shane Waldron loves two tight ends. Uh, I watched Brevin Jordan a lot last year. He plays a lot in the slot, so that would kind of cover the the whole wide receiver three debate, if, if everyone's worried about that, like a third, uh, like, versatile weapon. Uh, he's no Kyle Pitts, though. And I don't know. It, it would just be a, a shocker, and I could kind of see it. What do you think about Bourbon Jordan? Yeah, um, I remember when I started, because I'm, I'm like, a, I'm a draft guy. I, the draft is my favorite time of the year. So I started my, my preparations to the draft back in, like, February. And he was one of the first prospects I looked at because I thought tight end was a big need. Um, and I, I, I love Bourbon Jordan. I think he is – He's probably my number three uh, tight end in the class. Um, he's fast. He he can make the vertical plays that are and and the roll like rollout plays that that our system can do. And I think at, well, when we signed Everett, I was like, oh well, that's out the window. We're not going to draft you know another tight end, especially with with Disley here. But man, yeah, as you said, he would be a de facto wide receiver three. He would play a lot in the slot. He would him and I think him and Everett would just have they would wreak havoc that, I mean, that would just be a lot of fun because that's too athletic at really a, I think actually that's probably Brevin Jordan's best trait um, athleticism but um two athletic guys who can who can run who can catch and basically just you know make Russ have a good day um and I think that would that would again it, it, as you said it's not like the expected thing but that, that could be a nice like surprise thing that Seattle could do to, to fill that role, and I think it would work out pretty nicely. Thank you. I totally agree with all of that, and I guess that's my final predi- prediction uh, for our, our second-round pick, unless we trade back and some weird stuff happens, uh, which probably will happen, but if we find a team, that's a whole big deal. I don't know. I'm not going to get into that. And also, Disley and uh, Everett are both on one-year deals, so yeah, that's a good it point. don't make sense. Anyways, uh, I think it'd be good because he's athletic and we usually don't have athletic tight ends, but I actually have to wrap things up now, uh, but I'd love to talk to you more. Hopefully after the draft, we can talk maybe, uh, hopefully with good reactions. But anyways, thank you so much for joining us today, Kingdom. Thank you for having me. I I had a good time. All right. Uh, Thank you guys for listening or watching. Uh, Say bye to Kingdom. Have a nice day. Go Hawks.